If you're not in a good place, if your energy is low, if you get burnt out, you're highly volatile. I don't really believe in balance. If everything is balanced, nothing is improving. Hi, my name is John O'Driscoll and you are very welcome to the Blueprint Podcast. Ask yourself one question. Have you a blueprint for success? Are you doing all you can do to get where you want to be? Join me and my guests each week as we discuss their blueprint for success. On this week's podcast, I'd like to welcome Ashling Vaughn. Ashling is the founder of Irie, that's A-Y-R-I-E, which means to rise. The Ask Oelga is Irie, uh, to rise in the English translation. She's a fitness, well-being and mindset coach and works with women worldwide to maximize their potential. Any conversation that we have can always come back to you know, potential or maximizing your potential or an entrepreneurial idea. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. So further ado, Ashling, welcome to Blueprint Podcast. <laughs> Thanks so much, John. Thanks for having me. Ashling, um, you're an Irish teacher. We're an Irish teacher. Mm-hmm. You're a whale gore. Um, on your Instagram stories, you give a blast of Irish there, uh, which is nice to hear when you don't hear it too often you pivoted from a permanent pensionable job in the public sector to an online success coach effectively working exclusively with women would you mind talking me through a small bit of how the idea of Irie came about yeah so um I studied Irish and music well it was uh, arts with music was my degree in UCC and uh when I'd finished that I went on to do a master's of education through Irish in Galway. Uh, so I was qualified as a teacher, but I suppose through the Irish stream, a uh, Gael Kloshta teacher specifically. Um, so I was only teaching for a very short period of time. I'm going to say like fresh out of the box, you know, when I had, uh, before I'd moved to Australia, but I always had an interest in, I suppose, sport. I danced professionally for a while. I competed, you know, I was doing basketball at school and we'd always had horses growing up and stuff. So I suppose I was always very active and I had that interest, I suppose, in, in the uh, sports side of things, shall we say. So um, while I was doing my master's, as if I didn't have enough to do, I did a part-time course then in personal training and nutrition. So it wasn't until I moved to Australia that I kind of got the idea that I might like to move into this and to give it a bash. And I suppose essentially it was to tide me over originally until my teaching registration came through in Australia, but I actually never never went back teaching. So I was quite young at the time. I suppose I was 23, perhaps, when I started working in the gyms in Sydney in in the CBD and uh, working with an awful lot of corporates, doing a lot of corporate wellness. Um, I then worked under a really, really good guy uh, for about a year and I learned an awful lot from him. And then I went out in business on my own when I was about 24 and did the very same thing, was really successful, had a couple of girls, Irish girls over there working with me or for me as well. And yeah, like as far as the online was concerned, I kind of had half of my clients online anyway, but um, COVID really put the nail in the coffin with the in-person business in Sydney. So uh, it was kind of forced evolution in that sense. But yeah, I've have, have never looked back since basically. It's not the, you know, the easiest thing to do to, to, to jump from a permanent and pensionable job, which is what the public sector in Ireland effectively is, to self-employed. 
there's obviously um, a high risk of failure with a lot of startups. How did you, I suppose, square that in your mind? Is it a case of you were young, you know, no major financial commitments, let's give it a, a try, or was it always that you wanted to be self-employed and having your own business? If you would ask uh, my family or my sister in particular, she always said that I was very kind of business minded. And I've told you this story before, but, uh, you know, if I'd be at mass and my father would give me two coins put into the collection, I'd always pocket one and give the other in. And they used to be skitting at me like they'd be laughing away. Or, you know, I had little businesses growing up um, minding dogs or dog walking. I suppose the biggest thing for me is like the harder you work, the more you get rewarded. And I didn't see that in the teaching. You know, it's very much controlled. It's very much capped. It's very much like time frame. Whereas I love the idea, if you're going to work your balls off, that you're going to get rewarded for it. I, I really like that idea. And I suppose as far as, you know, I have like a, a favorite phrase is like, you got to risk it to take the biscuit. You know, you have to take some amount of risk. And that's where owning a business comes into it. It's where reward comes into it. Like, risk and reward are directly related so I'm a firm believer that if you're willing to take the risks if you're willing to back yourself if you're willing to make it work and your back's against the wall you know you will you will get rewarded that's why I kind of went into business and at the time as I say it was like what 24 so I've been business I'm in business five years now essentially and uh yeah it's been going from strength to strength I think is it three years that uh people's businesses usually uh fail after so we're not doing too badly yeah you're laughing though Oh, well, you would never know. You just never know what's around the turn. So you can't uh, rest in your laurels ever, as you know. But I suppose the sense that oh, I suppose it's maybe a little bit easier when you have no commitment to like you've no mortgage hanging over your head or you've no kids to feed or anything like that. But at the same time, there's always a bit of a shit your pants moment when you do decide to go on your own. And it was very much forced evolution. There was a few things that happened uh, to me personally that kind of pushed me over the edge before I wasn't kind of ready around visas and working rights and things. So I decided to take the plunge myself and, and do business myself. Yeah. You got to speculate to accumulate and you're certainly well able to do that in fairness to you. Obviously you've got a very strong mindset because that's what you work on a lot with your clients, but is there any kind of attributes or habits or kind of competencies that you think that you are other entrepreneurs that you've worked with possess that, you know, allow you to make gradual gains in your business? I think the number one thing for anybody in business or any entrepreneur is energy management for sure. hundred percent. So, you know, I would have coached a lot of high flyers, uh, particularly in Sydney, CFOs, CEOs, and they invest very much into their well-being and their energy, I suppose. I know for myself, if, if you're not looking after yourself, if you're not exercising, if you're not eating right, if your head's up your arse and you know you're you're not clearing your mind or you know doing your journaling or anything like that, it's going to affect every area of your life, not just business. So you are essentially the business owner is essentially the the center of the business. So if you're not in a good place, if your energy is low, if you get burnt out, you're highly volatile. So I see myself as I always say just this to the people I coach. Um, I always put on my own oxygen mask first. You know, it's like when you're in the plane, they're like, you know, put on your own oxygen mask mm. because you're no good to anybody else. I will literally mind and guard my energy as if my life depends on it because I can't serve my clients well if I don't have clarity, if I don't have energy, if I don't have enthusiasm. So my energy and energy management is the number one thing that I even start with my own clients. And a lot of them would be business owners in getting right essentially because everything else will look after itself you know if you're sleep deprived if you're stressed if you feel shit about yourself you're not going to show up to the best of your ability or be creative or you know be able to have energy to work longer hours 
Um, so that would be the first thing. I would say the second thing is your level of thinking. You know, they say like the quality of your life depends on the quality of the questions that you ask yourself. Being able to think on a deeper level and people always say to me like, and Jesus, it was an awful pity. Now you wasted all your money doing your master's. You spent how, how much did you spend doing all the master's? And like, I uh, sure I only used it for a few months, but I use it every single day in my coaching. So we would have done a lot of psychology, sociology, uh, you know, skills and how to teach people. I always say the difference between teaching in a in a school setting and the difference to what I'm doing now, it's still getting people to do shit they don't want to do. <laughs> Only my cohort are adults and the others are kids. It's the very same principle. So I used that level of thinking, I suppose, or a level of understanding or a level of empathy is really important. And I think the third thing is like overall just kindness and having a pure heart when you're doing business. So having your customers or your clients best interest at heart, because I think if you with intent and uh, purpose and impact and kindness always I think everything else will look after itself because you can't really go wrong you'll always make judgments you know based on kindness and people see that all the time they know who's genuine they know who has their best interest at heart I think that makes a big difference in in a business as well you work with clients based on four pillars which is fitness mindset nutrition and community community sorry well remember it (laughs) So do you think that like, is it literally a domino that if one of them is off, they're all off? Or can people have good habits in certain of those areas and not in others and still be working at a high level? Or is it a case of, you know, you, your plan or your work with clients has to be built around these four firing on all cylinders? I think they're all intertwined. What people always say to us and what I do or the program is that it's very different to anything else they've done before because it encompasses all of them. So I suppose the program is very unique. It's probably one of the first of its kind to really encompass like mind, body and soul. You know, maybe someone might go if their if their mindset or if their thoughts or their anxiety or their stresses are troubling them, they'll go to a counselor or a therapist. Or if they're overweight, they'll go to a personal trainer. Or, you know, if their nutrition isn't on point, they'll go to a nutritionist. Whereas we house all of them under the, the one roof. So I am trained in all different areas, but we also have our own in-house um success coach, Emily. She is a, a behavioral therapist as well, and she's also registered nurse so between us we have a huge skill set to cater for all different parts and we, we get a lot of guest speakers in and I get the best of the best in to chat around topics um you know around sleep around mindset around self-sabotage all these things but um I, I do believe that you can work on them independently and if you don't what happens is overwhelm people try and get all of them all right all at once and this is where the all or nothing comes in and we use a term in teaching it's called scaffolding basically you get one thing right you try and bring up one you lock that in and you scaffold and you build on that from there so I suppose it's like this whole idea I don't really believe in balance I try and incorporate it as much as I can obviously around food and all this but if everything is balanced nothing is improving so if you have we'll just say different areas like your food or your exercise or your mindset or your your well-being pick one and like rate them all out of 10 and pick the worst one and try and bring that up to like maybe a six or a seven And once you get it to that level, well, then that's on autopilot. It's a little bit easier. It's not as overwhelming and it's practiced now. So it's locked in. So then you go to another area and you bring that up. Whereas if you do them all at once, your energy and your efforts are scattered and it doesn't really work for for a lot of people. 
while they're all important, I think you can work on them individually and anything that you do will help. That's the biggest thing. Anything that you decide to improve and you put your energy and your efforts towards is going to improve how you feel, how you perform, how you show up, how you run your business. But the key is to practice them, lock them in and then move on to the next one. You know, in in, uh, Atomic Habits, James Clear writes about stacking habits that like, you know, if you want to form a good habit that you should try and uh, kind of attach it to a habit you already have. So for example, you brush teeth every morning and you want to start maybe increasing your steps. So like you brush your teeth while you're walking around the house or whatever it might mm-hmm. be, that basically you just try and make small little incremental gains the whole time. Do you think that people try and eat the elephant all at once rather than one bite at a time that like they get a bit maybe disillusioned if they're not making progress across all areas rather than, you know, as you said, like, you know, do the scaffolding, just try and make incremental gains. Totally. I actually believe that's one of the biggest roles that I'd have in coaching people is setting realistic expectations and the correct expectations. You hit the nail on the head there, John, they do it all at once and they'll have this expectation. Well, firstly, they get completely overwhelmed. It's not doable. It's not realistic. And then they just throw in the towel. If you say, oh, I'm going to get, you know, all my ducks in a row and my shit together, whatever. And then you try and then you fail there's a negative feedback loop there. So that's just reinforcing that you're a failure. It's just reinforcing that you're never going to lose weight. It's reinforcing that you give up everything that you try. So you're trying to break that pattern. So my whole thing is when I get people onto the program is quick wins, get them winning, build their confidence, their confidence builds a little bit of momentum, momentum builds consistency. And then with the consistency, you get a result. We don't want perfection because if we're aiming for perfection, we're going to fail because it's too much pressure. They're going to crack under pressure and it's all this all or nothing mentality. We just want progress. That's all we want because time is going to pass anyway. So if you put this you know, pressure on yourself or this expectation that within a month, you have to have this, that, and the other, and you don't see it and you throw in the towel and then all efforts stop. Whereas if you made some bit of an effort for a year, you'd get so much further. Um, so you're right. Expectation and like eating the elephant bite by bite or chunk by chunk is always the way to go. hundred percent. You only work with women. And I remember asking you before, like, why did, what, like, why do you just cut out half the population? And <laughs> you said that you can speak to everyone in the room, which in fairness is, is also, you know, a good way to look at it. And you have to have, a, I suppose, a, a niche. What are the goals for Irie? Like how scalable is it? And if you're having a coffee someday in your daydream, but where this business could grow to, is it a case of take on more clients worldwide, focus on the Irish market, take on more staff? Or I know you're you're big on kind of lifestyle and work to have a good kind of a balance. So how scalable or what's the, the limit for Irie? That's a really good question. And it's only something I actually was contemplating this morning would you believe I suppose all along I had a vision to get it to the point where it's at at the moment so now it's time for me to like renew my vision and to get clarity on it and that's something that I really need to sit down and be like what's next because it's very easy to just go through the motions and be an autopilot but as far as I suppose scalability like my number one thing is impact and community and connection and being of service to people because I've been in my client's shoes and it's a really shit place to be in. Basically it's a really hard station. Um, so that's one of my biggest motivators is like the more people that I can help get out of a, a shit scenario for themselves, like the better that's really rewarding for me. So I am a firm believer that if you, again, coming back to the kindness and coming back to the, your intentions, I, I do believe that success and money or whatever else you want to call it is a byproduct of the other stuff. Just like, you know, I always say to my clients, focus on the doing and the looking 
or the losing of way to look after itself it's a byproduct so from a practical standpoint like definitely I've taken I've gone from obviously starting this on my own to having a small team like I probably have maybe four or five on the team at the moment and like clients are growing all the time the client numbers but I really do I'm I'm, I'm insistent on it being a really personable high ticket gold like a white glove experience like golden experience for people so I will never sacrifice that at the the cost of scaling I, I don't want it to be I want it to be intimate I know all of the people that I coach there's nowhere that you can sign up to the program there's no link you can click there's no place you can pay there's nowhere you can sign up without going through me I have a whole process that I do and I talk to people one-on-one before I'll ever work with them but uh yeah it's a great question like obviously uh when, when you're saying about the market uh, at the moment, it's worldwide. And look, I, I'm not going to box myself off to just solely an Irish market. I want to help more than to say just Irish people, but also from a, a financial standpoint or like a, shall we say, an impact standpoint as well. So while you're maybe half in your your audience with just being females, I'd be narrowing it down again if I was to just do nationally or whatever. So my business yeah. has always been international, you know, like it started in Australia. So I would have had half my clients in Australia, half them in Ireland. There's a big share of them in the UAE. They're in America, Canada. So they're all over really. And with it being online, it's so much more effective than in person because you can help people with stuff that they truly struggle with that an in-person PT cannot help them with, or that you just don't solely have time to do in a PT session. And with Instagram and everyone being so interconnected, this huge opportunity there you know you obviously don't take on every client because you said you kind of um have a kind of a you know a screening or a vetting process what would make you not take on a client really good question a few different things uh firstly i need to know that i can 100 help them get the result that they need otherwise i'm just my my business is built on matchsticks otherwise and it's just wasting their time it's wasting my time it's not going to give me fulfillment it's not going to make me feel like I'm doing a good job so two questions that I always ask someone when they want to potentially work with me is number one what are you struggling with like what's your challenge and number two uh if I was a magic genie and I could grant you any wish what would you love to achieve in the next six months or the next year and that gives me a really good idea of what someone wants to pursue and I will only take them on if I know I can I can help them do that but to answer your question, like it could be anything like I solely believe in thing, things being a lifestyle. And like, if you come into the program, you do it once, you do it right. And you have it for life because it's very education-based understanding habits, psychology, behavior, skills, all of these things that are going to serve you every single day for the rest of your life. So if somebody wants the quick fix and also the quick fail that comes with that, I won't take them on. Like if they want the six pack in six weeks, or if they're chasing something unrealistic that I know is going to do them damage long-term, I won't take them on. Or if somebody has maybe an issue that is beyond my skill set, like we'll say they need um, specialist help around maybe, I don't know, their attitude towards food or their anorexic or bulimic or whatever, I, I won't um, take that on either. I'll refer on to someone else. Uh, and obviously being compatible with the person, like, you know, having a chat, seeing that they're on the same page, you always know when you chat to someone if they're going to be a good fit and mm. the other thing is with the community I guard that with my life so all of the women that I coach they're genuine hardworking, respectful supportive inspiring women and I will guard that with my life because it's a very safe space so any bad egg <laughs> is not going to be slipped through the net to ruin that for people mm-hmm. and that's that's another big reason I do that too I know in my job as a financial advisor, like there's a certain people who come to me and I just kind of go like, I don't think we're a good fit or the right person for you because their expectations are unreal. 
when you're working in an advisor capacity and you're working where you want to kind of build up long-term relationships, which is solely what my business is based on as well. Compatibility is, is so important. There's no two ways about it. As a business owner, you're chief cook and bottle washer, you're doing marketing, you're doing advertising, you're getting your accounts ready for you're getting your receipts and VAT ready for your accountant. So there's a lot of spinning plates. How does Ashling Vaughn stay accountable? Do you have your own coach or when you're having the bad days and you're a bit, ah, I don't know if I'm really in the mood for, you know, today, like how do you pick yourself up? I am a great fan of push and pull. So if I feel like I'm in a good state and I feel like I'm in a good place and I have energy and I have bandwidth and all these things, I'll always push on. But if I do feel like I'm getting tired or something personal is happening with me, happening with me and I need a little bit of space um, from the business, I'll always pull back. I'm actually quite good at that. It's taken me years to learn. So I don't believe in being bullheaded and just plowing through, uh, you know, like these team team no days off scenario is a recipe for disaster like because mm-hmm. you're you're helping no one there mm-hmm. um so i am a big fan of that so i'm quite savvy at managing myself in that sense but yeah totally like i have people say to me all the time you know on calls or on instagram or whatever like how are you so successful how are you so fit how are you do you look so good how do you have a great lifestyle and make all these memories and go traveling and run a business and all this like it hasn't happened by accident like it hasn't happened like it hasn't fallen out of the sky I've spent a lot of money on my own coaches my own mentors therapy uh financial team my team around me at work so like I I do believe what you invest into you will get back you know that's the big thing yeah like I I I can't say that my success has come down to just me alone that'll be a complete lie like I've had my own training coaches for triathlon I have my own business mentors I surround myself with really like-minded people who inspire me and lift me up. So yeah, it's, it's a combination of a lot of things. What would you say has been your best financial decision so far? It's probably two things. The first one being business mentoring and business coaching. So when I first started my business, particularly the online business, I was still working in the gym at the time. And I remember I paid a substantial amount of money to a business coach. And at the time I was very risk averse. If you asked anyone who knew me when I was younger, oh, sure, I, I'd shit the pants at any decision or like, you know, I changed my mind around things or I'd be free to take a risk. So that was a big decision for me. I think it was about 10,000 at the time, 10K that I sent to someone. And I was like, oh, Jesus wept. I was like, what have I done? <laughs> I was like, am I ever going to see this back? I remember I walked into the office in the gym that I was working at the time and went into the manager and I told her what I did. And she was like, you're fucking crazy. She's like, what are you after doing? <laughs> the two of us were in a big panic. And that was the best investment that I ever spent. Like you cannot, it's like anything, business, uh, mindset, health related. If you want to get to a fitness goal, if you want to get to a well-being goal, if you want to build wealth, like long-term wealth, like your own clients, you cannot beat a formula. You cannot beat learning from someone who's been there before and who knows what they're doing. Like Einstein said, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the same result. Like it's nuts. So if you can fast track your success and your experience and your results, like why not invest into that? So that, that definitely was the best thing. And, and honestly, I've, I've spent tens of thousands of like, you know, definitely a deposit of a house in a way that I should have probably <laughs> um, <laughs> on my uh, business coaching and having mentors and things, but I've gotten all of the return and more back, like, you know, the ROI. Um, and the second thing would be flight tickets traveling always opens up your mind to 
you know, new possibilities, new opportunities. It's a great way of learning. Uh, you meet, you know, like-minded people on the road. But only for I going to Australia, I probably wouldn't be in this gig, you know, this industry. I probably wouldn't be as interested in the things that I am now. Um, so that would be the second best financial decision I've made is spending all of the, the money on all of the flights. <laughs> and your worst financial decision? If you'd asked me a year ago, did I have any bad financial decision? I would have said no. But I bought a vehicle that I should have checked out better right and I didn't and it turned out to be a terrible buy and I got strong basically so I think that was my worst financial I'd always be very cagey I'd always be very crafty when it comes to money and spending money and if it's going to give me a return and I'd always be I wouldn't be very flourishing I wouldn't be very like spend loads of cash with no kind of reason behind it like I'm very simple in the sense that what I spend money on they're mostly experiences what I like you know, weekends away, sport, whatever, I wouldn't be, have any interest in kind of like handbags or <laughs> makeup or any of those things, design or whatever else that other women get, maybe, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that would be the worst, worst one, I think. If you're, sure pocket, if you're, if you're pocketing money at mass, you're definitely, um, <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely uh, good, good at managing money. Going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> if I asked you to summarize your blueprint for success i usually ask people for it in 10 words or less most people have got it in in under 10 words but a few haven't what would you say is ashling vaughn's blueprint for success i think i might hold the crown in getting this under 10 words the least amount of words i give you in four words no problems only solutions and you can apply it to anything so i like to use it with my clients I like to use it in my business. I like to use it in my relationships. There's always a solution to things. Like it's just, remember that level of thinking we were speaking about earlier. It's Mm. just having that level of thinking where you can go through every possibility and go through every solution. Like there's always a solution to things and people get their knickers in a twist when it doesn't come to them straight away or when they have to make an impulsive decision or when they feel like that they have to jump. Like whatever happened just to sitting on something for a few days, it'll come to you when you're in the shower or, you know, when you're driving or you're out for a walk with the dog or whatever, it's when your brain is not trying to work on it, it'll come to you. Like, you know, it's all the creative ideas, all the problem solving. Um, there's a solution to everything. And if you don't have the solution, there will be someone else with the solution. So that's where having a financial advisor comes in. That's where having a coach comes in. That's where having a therapist comes in. That's where having a, a business mentor comes in. Someone else will have the solution, even if you don't. Mm-hmm. So there's literally, if you think about it this way, there's literally no problems, only solutions just to get to them. Excellent. Say, for example, if someone didn't have the the wherewithal or maybe the um, inclination to go and get, you know, external helper or outsources, like what kind of DIY tricks or hacks do you think there are for people? You know, I'm, I'm probably asking you to... To, to, to give away some some trade secrets but is there any kind of information that people could take away and say do you know what at the moment I don't think I need a coach or mm-hmm. I might do down the line but if I could just get one little thing what would mm-hmm. it be so firstly everybody is different you could tell one person to journal and they love it the other person might hate it the other person might be better off speaking into their voice notes in their phone and literally mm-hmm. just rambling on and this sub like what do they call it stream of consciousness as it's called um someone might be better off talking to a friend or you know speaking out it's all different for everybody so that's Mm. where personalized coaching comes in 
But the second thing is um, there's so much value to be had, right? Every expert and every coach and every Tom, Dick and Harry are giving value now on Instagram. So if you're savvy enough and if you're actually invested enough into fixing a problem, you'll find most of the answers for free. You know, like I'll be doing the coffee chats there in the morning on stories and I, I give people all my information. Like I, I will gladly give people tactics. Like you can get tactics you can Google anything. You can Google a meal plan. You can Google financial plan. You can Google business plan or whatever, but it's a level of thinking. That's where this is what people are paying me for. Yes. I give them tactics, but you can get tactics anywhere for free, but it's the level of thinking comes into it. So use Instagram and use the resources that you have. I think a lot of the time you could actually get people's programs almost for free. If you're willing to actually go through the right pages and actually sit down with a notebook and take notes. But then the other thing is uh, like reflective thinking is key for everybody. So if you are in a scenario, whether you want to lose weight, whether you want to run a better business, ask yourself good questions. So every Friday, like every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, in fact, I get my clients to do different things. On a Monday, we have momentum Monday. So we will write down what's going to give us momentum for the week. What are our goals? What are our non-negotiables? On a Wednesday, we'll always list our wins. And that's really strategic because it could put you in a good headspace it uh, gives you confidence. People are programmed to look very, or think very negatively. We're just wired like as humans to be negative. So it's reinforcing that you are making progress and that you are doing well. And then on Friday, it's the reflective Friday piece. So typically the reflective Friday is like, what did you do it well this week? So you're being reflective. You're actually seeing what's going well and seeing what's not going well, because the stuff that's not going well needs adjustment. And then once you adjust and tweak things, you'll, you'll move forward. Don't be hitting your head against a brick wall and being like, oh, I'm so fat or oh, I'm a victim and oh, I have a shit business and oh, I'm leaking money and all these things. That's not going to get you anywhere. Start asking yourself better questions. Where could I have done better this week? Great question. Anybody can answer. Mm. And, you know, being reflective on it and then getting the answers. Remember the solutions, no problems, only solutions, getting the solutions and implementing them and trying them. And if they work, great. If they don't, move on to something else or try it again. So reflective thinking would be my answer. Jordan Peterson has got a great expression is uh, if you can try and be 1% better today than yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, you're making mm-hmm. progress. So um, I just want to thank you very much for being a guest. Um, I think anyone that will listen to it will get some nuggets of information and some real um, gems that they can take forward uh, and, and make improvements in their everyday life. And if you are a woman looking to work with a coach um, around any of the areas, fitness, mindset, nutrition, I would highly recommend getting in contact with Ashling, Coach Ashie V on Instagram yes. or search for Irie, A-Y-R-I-E. Ashling, thanks a million. Really enjoyed it. John, thanks so much. It's a pleasure. Thank you all for listening. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. For more information about me, John O'Driscoll, and my day job as a financial advisor, please visit blueprintfp.ie. For more information on the podcast or to listen to other episodes, please visit the-blueprint.ie. Catch you all in the next episode. Take care.